Matthew, let me let me get a little bit. From yeah, you. so like basically, um, oh god, we yes, did it four times on Monday. <laughs> yes, this that take the beat the booty mama. <laughs> um, here you go, honey. Okay, thank you for that, and let me grab my notes. Is this that thing where it's already recording? Of always, yes, we can beat, always depend on you, Matthew. Mama. You're so you know. There's something about being with a guy who's you know you're just really comfortable with him, and I know Wait if there's one thing minute. I know about Matthew Scott Montgomery. Slash Aiden Shaw. It's Am I that predictable? Matthew, no, no. I feel like I'm but predictably you do always forget that we that we start recording before we say okay we're recording. I do, and it's really cute. Um, I wouldn't say you're predictable. I would say that I know you. I know you really well. It doesn't mean I can predict what you're going to do, but it, but I but I. I can certainly predict how you'll react in certain situations. Yeah, that much totally. I know. Good. For sure. Well, good. 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 Excellent. Excellent. Um, hello, everyone. Hi, guys. And welcome to Carry On, the Sex in the City podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Alec, drama queen Wells. Oh, boy. I'm your co-host, Catherine Wells. Wait a minute. We got married it's, since we last. That's is right. Is this the first episode yeah. it where is. you're Wells? The, it's shamefully wow. the last episode we recorded was back in October with Abby, October. and we were not married yet. And with us, oh, with us tonight, I'm with, with us tonight. Married friends. Uh, not your dysfunctional <laughs> single friends. Wait a minute. Are you only hanging out with us to get to the bachelor friends of the married yeah, couples? Yeah, right. Is um, the one, the only... Matthew Scott Montgomery. Hey guys, I know I'm not Daniel, but I'm really excited. <laughs> Matthew, hey, come you've got on. your fans. You've got your fans as well. Alec earlier was asking me. I'm talking to the listeners right now. Alec was asking me, "Do I listen to a lot of podcasts?" And the truth is, no. I listen to three, four, basically. This one, uh, Boys and Ghouls. Catherine, your other podcast. Yeah. I listen to my own just because I love my brother and love it so much. We are yep. welcome to Deadcast, our Christmas podcast. And I listen to one called Batman the Animated Podcast. My friend of course you do. Batman Wait a minute. You are predictable. What else do you need? <laughs> Literally nothing. Literally nothing. No, no now, thing. as it's been a bit of time since we recorded our last episode, um, a lot's happened. One, we got married. But um, yeah. more importantly... Uh, we've just had a lot of fans reach out and tell us that, I should say listeners, not fans, reach out and tell us how much they've missed us and that they love us and interacting with us. And I just want to give uh, a couple sweet shout outs to them. First of all, I think we actually, Alec reminded me that we got a, we got a, uh, a Facebook message from this um, sweet, lovely girl Isabel. named Isabel, Isabel Platt. And what's she was, up, Isabel? What's up, Isabel? She was asking us to shout out to, thank you, Matthew, to her sister. Leah. Leah. What's going on? And Happy 
birthday. Happy birthday yeah. on Halloween. She turned 20 on Halloween and oh, we we got cool. real caught up in getting married and we're selfish pricks and yes. we forgot to say anything. Um so she's been tr- she's been 20 for just like a while now. You're probably <laughs> um, loving it. You probably can't get enough of it and we're good. so excited for you. But I want to say we we uh we might have already read this review but I'm going to read it again um because Leah left this on September 4th, and the title of the review is, And I Was Like, No! No. (laughs) So it's worth a read again. Kat and Alec, thank you so much for creating this hilarious podcast. It's made my commute to work the last two weeks all the more enjoyable. Yes, I've listened to over 31 hours of this in the last two weeks. Yes, I've been cackling alone in my car. It's so refreshing to hear someone validate everything I've been thinking about the show for so many years. My sister and I, shout out to Isabel, that's that's a note from Kat, uh, text each other about your episodes every day. Hashtag shout out to Jean. Hashtag what's the tea. <laughs> and oh we God, even Jean. got our mom on board. She described it as, quote, they talk about sex in the city, dot, 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 sometimes. <laughs> uh, just so you know, my sister and I have both looked at the imaginary camera in certain situations. Oh God, <laughs> and only one of us is an out. actress. Uh, ooh, I wonder which one. Also, mazel tov on your engagement. We're thrilled. No, seriously, can't wait for the RuPaul's Drag Race themed wedding pics. Thanks again for the great work. Hashtag shout out to clean. These two ladies <laughs> great. are real funny. So we love you, Leah, and we love you, Isabel, so much. I also want to give um, a quick shout out to Bryce Lee Wynn, who is this sweet, sweet, sweet boy who has been interacting with us a lot on social media. And I just, I actually love he's him. And I've Twitter. never, he's great on Twitter. I've never yeah. met him, but I love him. Like, genuinely. Um, Mandy Heaps, who's real sweet. I love um, Neely Mold- Moldavan, I think we would pronounce that, maybe. I think yeah. that's her married last name. Um, she she reached out to me on Twitter, and she has a she has a successful blog called It Starts With Coffee. That's pretty cute, and you should oh, read cool, it. Cool. And um, it she is coffee. she's at Neelykins, okay, um, which is really cute and funny. And of course, sweet sweet shout out to Jean. Shout who's out just, to Jean. And to y'all Jean. are so shout patient and sweet when we take a while between episodes. Um, and I there was another review that that uh, got married. We, we's got married that came out recently. I want to read. Um, from Lil Mims two 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 two, shout out to Lil Mims. Hey Lil Mims, who Get left it, girl. Two, who two, left two, a two. review in uh, January. Kat and Alec, you and your friends all sound so fabulous and funny. You gave me a new perspective of Carrie, which I didn't think it happened because of how many times I've seen the show. As a true Katie girl, I definitely identify with her, but I thought it was so funny and interesting when you pointed out that she can be a little neurotic, which now when I watch it seems so obvious. I also have never been a huge Miranda fan, but I find my heart softening because of you guys. I love the show. I listen to it at work. Keep it up. Thanks, little mins. Hey, little mins. Get it, get it, get it. (laughs) Girl, you better get it. Two, 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 two. Lil Mims, two, 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 two. <laughs> Lil Mims, two, 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 one was taken. Oh. <laughs> you got it. You got to make it. You got to make it right. I'm so yeah. glad to be back, you guys. I listen to this podcast sometimes when I need to feel something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Same. Yeah, some, it just makes me laugh so hard and I enjoy it so much. And so whenever you guys ask me to join, I, I, I leap and jump at the chance because I love it so very yes. deeply. I think Sex in the City is such a great... And shout out to Mrs. Platt, the Platt mom, who did point out correctly <laughs> that Mama we talk Platt. about Sex in the City sometimes. We and I do. think that's because Sex in the City is such a great jumping off point yeah. to have conversation uh, about life, love, and other mysteries. It's true. And um, 
you know, that's what it's all about. That's the experience of life, yeah. you know, is getting to know others, getting to know you, getting to know all, all about, about you. you. And I have to say, as, to you know, know. <laughs> as friends um, who talk about Sex and the City uh, in front of a microphone, uh, we, you know, we talk about these relationships between these women, and we have known each other for quite a long while, um, Alec and I and our regular guests, like like Matthew and Daniel, and, um, you know, going through a, the wedding process and a wedding with these people, but Matthew and Daniel, both of whom were in our wedding, um, w- was so wonderful and in many ways, like we all still, we all learned new things about each other, and they, Matthew and Daniel, were so wonderful in helping Alec and I, I want, I think I can speak for yes. both of us, sort of like live outside the matrix. Um, mm-hmm. if we're using RuPaul speak during that whole process, so it wasn't, um, you know, it kind of felt like we were the first people in the world who had decided to like do this thing, yeah. and our friends were like, "Cool, forever, oh, you want to promise yours, to love each other forever? Forever yours? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly right. <laughs> yes, great love." What is it? Love letters. <laughs> love Dude, letters of great men. I'll have you which know is a gift. that Matthew Matthew Scott Montgomery. Was it just you? It was you. Daniel and I. Daniel and yeah. Matthew. Um, Alec and I, the night of our rehearsal dinner, we were all staying in this haunted hotel in downtown Los Angeles. True. And Alec and I went to um, our room. And not 10 minutes, less than 10 minutes after we went to our room to, for, to spend the night, the night before the wedding, um, we got a knock on the door and opened the door and there was no one there, no one there but us chickens, just yeah. a, just a ghost and uh, a copy of Love Letters of Great Men mm-hmm. and a uh, a handbook for the recently deceased, which is just the also the best yes. thing. Um, and uh, listeners out there, I'll have you know that Sex in the City was there in spirit on our wedding day. Yeah, it felt it felt the same kind of spirit. Sure, it, it really did. And especially with you, Kat, Catherine, running around downtown LA in your dress. Oh yeah. Do you guys uh, can they see the dress somehow? Is I've posted from? the dress. Um, I've posted probably ten pics from the wedding on uh, on our dress, Facebook account if you seen this dress, and some pictures it is on Instagram. Viewer Wang Fall Couture. It yes. Is Blacks and nudes. It yes. I like SJP, but not because SJP just wine. Not because SJP did it, but I wore a black dress on my wedding day. Uh, and by the way, um, she says she said that she regretted it. Really? Huh. Yeah. Uh huh. I've not that. heard that. Um, which I think is interesting. You don't regret, but shit. No. I never. Um, uh, but also that Matthew gave a really eloquent and poignant speech, he and did. the first line. Of the speech was today. I had a thought. Ooh, ciao. <laughs> Ooh, ooh. Uh, what if I never met and you? And I you, cried when he said today. I had a thought. You heard a collective gasp yes. in the room of everyone this was trying after not the to wedding. Cry. Is that the re- is that the reception? Yes. The reception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I because I was the maid of honor. So I, I yeah. Gave, that's. When I yeah. when I was thinking of what to say when that came to mind, I couldn't think of anything else. It was the most perfect thing, and, and then I, I toasted and I to still Alec, crying. a man who got carried away. Yes. yes. Oh my God, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. Yes, you so did. So I started off. I, I started off. To, it was supposed to be a toast for Cat, but I looked at her and I said, "What day?" I thought, "What if I never met you?" Then I said some other stuff, and then ended with, "But, the, but to Alec, <laughs> to a man who got carried away." God, yes. That's God. That's exactly right. Um, I uh, I I say enough about us. Yeah. 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 Let's Let's talk about, about the new queens of season eight. I'm sorry. Carry on. <laughs> Sex I, in the can City. Can I start us off by saying, um, 
So recently, as as you guys know, but listeners don't, whatever, who cares? I have a VCR in my bedroom, and uh, I have, like, cable and, like, Blu-ray and all that stuff in my living room, but my bedroom, it's only VHS tapes. I love this v- VCR VHS tapes. I was at Amoeba Records in L.A., was, was um, uh, just VHS shopping there, and they had season three of Sex in the City on mm-hmm. VHS, <sighs> which I currently own. Oh. And, you know, season three is not my favorite season. Yeah. In fact, I don't know it super well. I mean, I don't know seasons one or two very well. Four, I know well. Five, I know, come on. Then six, you know, yeah, like uh, the back of my yeah. hand. Yes. Yeah, you are comic. And season three, I, I, I don't, it's, obviously Sex and the is my favorite show of all time. I don't really care for season three a whole lot, uh-huh. which is part of the reason why I was excited to get on VHS, because I was like, I'm going to learn to love all Alex of Alex the same way. He, I love it, but Alex is not let's, a huge fan of season Let's deep dive on this yeah. for a second. Uh, here's here's a couple of my issues with season three. Yeah. Um, the We're about to enter the bog of eternal stench. I never smelled anything like it. It's like... Which is the uh, adultery kidding. infidelity storyline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Carrie cheats on Aiden with right. Big. It's rough, and it's rough, man. It's rough. It the way rough. that they film it, and it's not just rough because I'm like trying to stand on some high moral ground. It's not that. It's I think that they intentionally script it and film it to be tough to watch. Yeah. Oh, they make sure. they they intentionally make it very dirty and right. uncomfortable. Yeah. And they've painted Aiden as this really nice, sweet guy. I, I mean, I dare say like almost as far as a puppy dog in the way that like oh, you never yeah. want to hurt he's a, a yeah. Labrador retriever. Yeah, I was you never want to hurt a dog. Specifically you know? in this episode we just watched, which was um Season three, episode seven, Drama Queens. Um, I was specifically paying attention to Aiden for those reasons because I knew we were about to get into all the cheating stuff. And you watch him, like there was a moment in this episode, um, just to briefly go to the episode, where she was saying to him, maybe we're too available to each other, blah, blah, blah. And she kisses him, leaves his store, and they... The camera hangs on Aiden for a minute, and he, the look yeah. on his face, and I was like, I've never noticed that moment before. Yeah. But they're clearly showing, mm. like, he was he looked kind of confused. He kind of even yeah. shook his head a little like a puppy dog. You know, like, I mm. always say that I don't like Aiden, and I want to I want to speak to that a little bit. Um, I really actually enjoyed him in this episode and didn't mind him at all. I think the reason why I dislike him is because... And again, this is such a testament to what great television this is mm-hmm. that I'm taking this stance and I have this opinion. Mm-hmm. So if it ever seems like on the show I'm complaining about it or it's because I love it so much. Because mm-hmm. I love it so deeply I treat it like it's real. Yes. <laughs> so I just think Aiden and Carrie are just not a good fit for each other. Yeah. And it bothers me because I feel like he'd be a perfect fit for somebody else. And the whole, just how their whole relationship goes down, it almost bothers me more than a Carrie and Burger situation. I know that's mm. a controversial thing to say. Yeah. But, like, just the whole, hey, Pop-Tart, what you know, where you going thing, and, like, the yeah. going out into, like, the fucking, you know, boonies or whatever, where, yeah. the, like, the fucking, you know, country thing where he has, like, the house in the mountains or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck that shit is. It just doesn't, it's just not a good fit mm-hmm. for Carrie, yeah. and I think, I think that's why. And I'm not necessarily... The biggest big stan you've ever met. I just think he and Carrie fit together. I well, don't disagree with you. Let me ask you this. Uh, I was going to dive into this later, but we might as well since we're, we're on the subject. 
separate yourself for a second if you can from how you feel about Aiden and Carrie yeah. and talk to me about your thoughts on the chemistry between John Corbett and Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh yeah. Um you know what I was I was thinking about that watching this episode when we when we just rewatched it and I have a hard time separating myself from it. And I also have a hard time now that I've watched a Kristen Davis interview her talking about Kyle MacLachlan. I have a different view in watching it, all that. And we'll what get, we'll what get, did she say? We'll get into that Oh, later. my God. I can't wait. Um, but because I remember watching this Oprah episode of yeah. Where Are They Now? Yeah. And Bo Derek, the actress from the... Yeah, she's a 10. She and John Corbett lived together on a ranch in... What? Somewhere yeah. really far away. Mm-hmm. And, and she's... she's you know, a lot older than he is. For our younger listeners, you might not know Bo Derek, but if she's the, she, there was an iconic image of her coming out of a pool with like dreadlocks. Is that the 60s she's white. Or the 70s? No, it was, it was it's not 70s. dreadlocks. It's uh, cornrows. Cornrows. I'm sorry, not dreadlocks. I was thinking cornrows and said dreadlocks. Um, she also, if you've seen Tommy Boy, she's the woman who marries the dad in Tommy Boy. Welcome to our ranch, our little ranch. John works very hard. I travel a lot too. And so this is a refuge. It's a very peaceful place. Yeah, you, I'll show some of my artwork. I'll show some oh, yeah. of the uh, artwork that I do here. I like to go to like Salvation Army and pick up pictures and then enhance them. <laughs> like I painted hair on this baby's legs and gave him big shoes and gave her a, a missing tooth and uh, some red tube socks. It's good. A little something I like to do in my spare time. Every relationship needs a hundred acres per couple so that you can <laughs> a little distance and you can make that happen it just it just works you know i i have i can only explain it by chemistry because it's been nine years we don't have anything in common i think the one thing that uh, (laughs) (laughs) we um he's never asked me not to go someplace and go on a trip or go do something and the same for him when he needs to go out and be with his buddies Absence makes the heart grow fonder. It does work that way sometimes. And I think for two very independent people, um, it's opposite of the relationship I had before, for sure. But it suits me right now and who I am now. I've never been married. I think marriage is, uh, is great. You know, maybe one day we will get married. It just doesn't... It's, it's not high on... You know, Look how he suffers with the question. I don't think it's for us. (laughs) Knowing, like, his personal life, which in a way makes me appreciate people like Tom Hardy, who I don't know anything about his personal life, so I can just enjoy the performances. But even watching this episode tonight, I was thinking, like, you're going to be moving in with Bo Derek on a ranch at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Having a much better idea of what SJP's life is like now following Instagram and things. To me, I'm not sure if the chemistry's there at all. Interesting. Am I I personally... Prove me wrong, please. I think... uh, I don't know if it's just because Sarah Jessica Parker is so incredibly good at kissing, um, but I... Like, when I watch her kiss... She's a phenomenal John actress. Corbett. God, uh, so I like I, I physically react to it. I like I, I like my mouth moves because I'm like oh. Yeah. Um. I don't get. I don't feel that as much as I'm a big fan. I think that Chris Noth has those weird like milk bottle lips where yeah. he's like not quite. He's yeah. not a great kisser on camera. So for me, kisses. that goes a long way with SJP and John Corbett. Um. Here's what. Here's how I feel about their chemistry. Is I think that both of them are very natural on camera. Yes. Like, I never think John... 
Corbett is acting. No, he's very no, unaffected. He's just being. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah. And I feel like I know Aiden Shaw inside and out. I feel yeah. like I know that guy so well. Yeah. Have Danny you ever Bresner seen, too, uh, side note, Matthew, have you ever seen the movie The Messengers? No. What is it? It's... Is that Kristen Stewart? It's Kristen Stewart and John uh, Corbett. Yes, that's like the field and there it's yes. like a horror movie. Yes. Yeah, I saw it, but refresh my memory. John Corbett's the bad guy. Oh, is he really? And oops, I should have said spoiler alert because the, that's revealed oh, wow. later in the film, but it's a uh, it's kind of fun. One of my favorite Hilary Duff movies, Raise Your Voice, he is the choir teacher. Oh. Yeah, come on. Um, so so let's get let's get into this episode. Okay, uh, yes. I'll mention that it aired July twenty third, two thousand. Okay. July twenty third. July twenty third. In the summer. Television. It's directed by Allison Anders, who's directed a lot of TV, including yes, episodes of uh, The L Word, Orange Is the New Black, etc., etc. Written by Darren Starr. I think okay. I've said this uh, in other episodes. In fact, I know I have. But let's just please appreciate the cultural iconography and effect that J-Lo had on the world oh, at this time. Oh, you mean dumb hoop earrings? Yeah. Are we talking about the fashion earrings, right now? The denim. Yeah, the, yeah. Just everything that Carrie was wearing yeah. was like um, on the six. It was. Totally on the six. Speaking of Jennifer it's, Lopez. Or her second album, J-Lo. I can't. J-Lo, yeah. Speaking of J-Lo, I can't uh, move forward one more moment without taking a side note to say Alec was sick this week with a cold. I came home late one night from recording a different podcast, Boys and Ghouls, um, and I hung out on the couch for a while because I wasn't sleepy yet and he was in the bedroom sleeping, and I watched Dance Again. Yeah. Which is J-Lo's documentary about her tour. And oh. it was really fun you know, if you I haven't use, watched I it. I use her as a source of inspiration. My boyfriend took the LSAT last week. And I was texting him. I said, Jennifer Lopez. That's right. And that's what Demi and I text Joe too. when we're trying to encourage that's each other. Right. Like, Jennifer Lopez. This, this bumper. This, this bumper's going to go on the wall of my garage, carnal. I'm going to put a little sign under it. It's going to say, this bumper was pulled off by the bus. Of Salinas. <laughs> I mean, anything for Salinas. Matthew has spent some time with Jennifer Lopez. I've been maybe three feet from her, never spoken to her. You guys but didn't speak that night? No, I was afraid. Oh. But I will say she is easily. She I and Juliana Margulies are the two most beautiful women I've ever seen, I think, in person mm-hmm. up close. Um, that's that's what I'll say there. But, yes, Alec, you were yeah, talking about them fashion. In fact, the yes. fashion, the, the first, I said it immediately when this episode opens, because it opens with Carrie and Big in bed, and she mm-hmm. kind of shoots up in a nightmarish mm-hmm. kind of sequence yeah. where <laughs> she's waking up like that, and she's wearing, yeah. whether it's denim print or denim itself, she's wearing kind of a denim What's yes, your opinion? Bra. Do you think it's denim print? I think it's denim print, because you I can so kind too. of see a bra underneath yeah. it, and it almost looks like a bathing Carrie suit Carrie sleeps in a bra, and it. I think Pat Field must be trying to do something with layers there, but Every time I see Carrie sleeping in a bra, I'm like, woman, why? Or do you like hate wearing a bra and you love taking it off after that long day or whatever? Yeah, you've asked me this before and I I love it. No, no, no. I think it's precious because you're always so curious about what it's like to have breasts. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not burdened by bras, but it does feel nice to not be in one. Then again, I guess... You know, SJP has nicely a little bit larger size breasts you proportioned to her body and, uh, than mine. So I think sometimes if you have bigger breasts, I think they're more of a I burden think the and you need that bra. I think the equivalent for males is to understand what that might feel like is if you ever wear high socks and then you push your high socks down to the ankle and you scratch on your leg where yeah. the sock was and you know how your leg hair is all 
crunkled up against <laughs> yeah. and you're scratching it out. Yeah. To good. me, whenever Alex. I've seen you take off your bra, you scratch your back yes. like where the bra you're, was and it's that's to me. That's actually a really good analogy. Thank you. Um, Bye. Are they, what are Can, they doing back there? By the way, I'm not going to edit this out. I, I don't know if you've been hearing like clinkety metal noises, but we, Alec and I, in addition to getting married, also became parents. Um, we got two cats and they're behind the couch so right now doing God knows what. This is why it's been a while since been an episode. These are huge things. Huge yeah. life Can changes. Can I just point out the notes I took for this episode? <laughs> I have a note open to my phone, you guys, and it says denim bra and great tits. Because I wanted to say, I feel like Sarah Jessica Parker the best has tits in the world, quintessential, yeah. perfect textbook yeah. breasts, one hundred percent. And I mean that as I'm the greatest jealous. compliment, yeah, because. They're they're a nice size. They're yeah. pretty. And from fr- what I can tell, Alec and I were recently rewatching Coulda Woulda Shoulda for like the millionth time. And in that episode, she appears in her bra that's kind of see through, and you Coulda Woulda Shoulda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Coulda Woulda Shoulda. Season four. It's, what is um, that? It's, it's season four. It's the one where, where Miranda gets pregnant and, and is going to have really the abortion. You guys, I am so stupid. I thought Coulda Woulda Shoulda is a different TV show, and Sarah Jessica Parker was on an episode, and it was like a game show. Yeah, she was Coulda on. Coulda Woulda Shoulda is how stupid you've been bamboozled. You've been bamboozled. You've been bamboozled. Um, no, that's uh, what my brain was. Yes, of course. So it's that Moscow she, mule that's. That's right. You're yeah. welcome. Um, so, but she's wearing this sort of see-through broads, just sheer, and you can see how big her see nipples her are. Uh, go rewatch it if you want to see. But to, what I'm getting at is I think she also has perfect nipples is what I'm saying. There is one yeah. episode that when they show it on E! or TBS or one of the amazing channels that show Sex to See where they don't blur it out. We watched this. I remember you and I were watching this episode and you, you said, look, you can see her nipples right now. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, you're right. Yeah. You totally can. Perfect So tips. many reasons to watch Sex to See. Um, just to go way, way back to what we were talking about earlier which is our our overall arcing issues with season three and why it's difficult. Yes. So there's the there's the Aiden uh, cheating, and which by the way, it just goes to show you how phenomenally and flawlessly they did that affair because it's hard to watch. Mm. They did it so well yeah. that it's really difficult to I watch. I could write a book. There yeah. are things yeah. I'm, I want to say, but I'll just save stuff. them for those episodes. Yeah. So, and another issue I have with season three is, um, I, and this stuff. is a small thing, but I don't love... I don't love Carrie's hair in season three. Alec, I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, but I wrote I agree down wholeheartedly. Look, yeah. I, wrote, I just look, want to brush it. Please look. Yeah. What does MSM think of her hair? See, I'm not lying. I wrote it right here. You know, I don't like it. I think it's too dyed and fried. And there's way too many lowlights and highlights low light. going yeah. on. And I just wanted to brush her hair. Yeah. But you know, this was the year 2000. Yeah. The, you know, that's that's kind of how hair looked. That's kind of how wor- giant rose necklaces were. I'm so glad you mentioned the year 2000 because let's just take a moment again to appreciate what a world we live in that in the year 2000, J-Lo was super popular, The Simpsons was on, The X-Files was on, and now it's 2016 and J-Lo's super popular, The (laughs) Simpsons is on. X-Files are on. I mean, what a world. Anything is possible. It is kind of funny where we're in that place where we are so... um, accountable for everything we do and say especially online yeah that there's such an awareness of everything and yeah. an awareness of oh these things were really good and people like them what we have today is not as good as those things so let's bring them back yeah you know what i mean jayla's stayed true but like x-files simpsons yeah. those kinds mm-hmm. of things i get really frustrated when i hear people expressing yeah uh 
distaste for like the the current um, nostalgia wave when people yeah. are like, oh, why can't they think of anything new? I'm all for it. I'm I'm like, give it to me. Yeah, if it I don't ends care. up not being great, whatever. But like, I'm always excited about sure. it. Sure, yeah. Why not? The uh, the third thing about season three that I could take or leave is um, the Charlotte marriage storyline. I I, 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 mean, I love it. I, I, I kind of nothing it, well, to be real with let's you. Let's just go there right now. So Charlotte, oh, I have yeah. to you say. know, Kat, you sent me the Kristen Davis interview. The one where she's oh, clearly drunk. Yes, the with, old one. Yes, Dave I'm Letterman? so sorry. Is that who she's on with David Letterman? No, or is no, it? No, she's on with... Uh, is it Craig, Craig Kilborn? It's not Fred, Craig Ferguson. Shit. I think it's Craig Kilborn. Oh fuck, I can't remember. Well, I'll it, post it on. Uh, I'll post it on the Facebook page. I love getting to know these actresses now because Kat sent me the other day an episode of Who Do You Think You Are with Kim Cattrall to see truly how different she is from oh, Samantha. Oh god, it's interesting. You know, I always, I always wrongfully thought that Kim Cattrall was one of those actresses who like puts on a fake British accent and pretends to be British like Madonna or something like that. But when you see her mother, Shane and her family, where they come from, like she is a, she's, she's very English. Yes. And, and so seeing this, we, uh, I'm Annabelle Bronstein. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> from um, uh, uh, the other day, who I saw on Instagram somewhere, someone took a screenshot and said, I'm a, the Annabelle Bronstein card. And it's a yeah. current mood. Amazing. Um, but, um, Kristen, there's this interview with Kristen Davis with I think you're right, Craig Kilborn. I think it's Craig like Kilborn. That. And and Kristen Davis, as you know, as some of you have known, has had some problems with alcohol, and I, I think she's, she's sober, sober now. She's sober, yeah. Well, I think she, I think this was when she was still drinking. If you watch the interview, <laughs> it must have been. She kind of has this Jamie Lee Curtis thing where she's like overly sexed. I sent it to Matthew and I said and, she's one giant clitoris right now. Yeah, Ooh. and she was she was asked. She, I think Craig or, or asked her like how she gets along with Kyle McLaughlin. That's right. And she kind of just. By overanalyzing how she answers it, I feel like they didn't get along. Mm. But she points out because he has a very twisted, odd sense of humor. Yes. And she just kept saying how strange and weird he was. Because also, he had already done Twin Peaks yeah. at that point. So if you've seen Twin Peaks and then you find out you're going to be working with this guy, you go like, what kind of a weird show was yeah. that? And who am I going to be working with? So it's interesting to think about them working together because they have to get so intimate with one another. Mm-hmm. But thinking about truly how different these actors are from the characters they play because you get like uptight quote conservative and conservative although you guys know how I feel about Charlotte masquerading as someone who's super conservative when really she just gets right on around yeah yeah. yeah. I'm the good one I'm the I'm I'm the the conservative one (laughs) the mm, conservative one and knowing knowing what she's like especially sexed up in that interview and had a few to drink and then she's playing this like prim and proper girl woman and then you have weird ass you know mm-hmm. Kyle McLaughlin. Of course, this is from their points of view, and and people would probably say I'm really weird and twisted or whatever. But then to see them to get it's yeah. it's so odd to think about who they are as people and putting on these performances. Yes. Yes. Uh, one side note, I'll say, uh, and I know I'm side noting a lot. I'm so sorry. We'll get to the plot soon. I promise we will. You guys. We will. Um, but speaking of Kristen Davis and that interview, Matthew, that I sent you, that's so that's so like kind of batshit. Um, Love it. I want to uh, watch more. I wa- I saw something today that Alec you would have a very hard time watching, which is that. Um, Kristen Davis right now is kind of doing the circuit around the world. Um, I was about to say promoting her work with refugees, but really raising awareness. (laughs) I'm so LA. She's well, all she does right now is like all I've seen her do for the last as I've Google alerts on all of them 
for the last nice. like couple of years Google is good. yeah is um elephants. She's all about elephants. Yeah, she but lately elephants. she's been working with the UN uh, on the refugee crisis around the world. And no literal elephants. Yeah. yeah. Like she's to save the elephants. Mm-hmm. But on the refugee crisis, human refugees. And she went on this Australian talk show that like seems to be the the it's like it's like Brecky time or something. Oh my gosh. That seems to be the like kind of good morning America equivalent. Yeah. So this is total <laughs> morning like, fluff. Some <laughs> right. And um they so she went on the only reason she was there is because she's in town talking about Breaking the refugee crisis. Uh, and she was there meeting with, like, officials in Australia about all kinds of stuff. And um, she, you know, she, she said she... I know. Later, she was saying that, like, she, yes, of course, expects to have a reference made of Sex and the City because that's obviously how the world knows her. However, she was there to talk about the refugees and these people made her, they handed her a script and one of them put on a curly blonde oh, wig no. and they made her act out like oh, some scene from no. Sex and City. And she, like, it's very uncomfortable to watch because she's like, I don't, uh, why are we doing this? And they're like, just do it, it's fun. So Carrie, what was your news? Oh, uh, Berger broke up with me on a post-it note. <gasps> on a post-it note? Uh huh. <laughs> Here, read it and weep, my friends. I'm sorry, I can't. Don't hate me. First of all, I thought you were going to break up with him. Yes, I was, and I should have. But he said he wanted to try and work things out. And then, uh, but she tweeted very honestly later. She was like, "I hope somebody allows me to talk about the refugees. That's why I was here." And there are people tweeting like, "Shame on this show!" And they were like, "This, wow, this doesn't represent this. all Aussies." because it happened in Australia wow, but um okay. interesting anyway but uh, Chris anyway praise Kristen Davis praise um, all them, really but uh oh but Alec just just get back to what you said about um about how you don't love her marriage storyline yes um how dare you here's why <laughs> because because and and the reason we're talking about Trey by the way um if you're listening and didn't just watch this episode try we see we see Trey for the first time That's in right. this episode and uh it sort of starts a storyline I th- this storyline is so quintessential in transformative for Charlotte because she is this woman who has been searching and searching more than any of the other women for like committed like Carrie of course is like in search of love or whatever Charlotte has such a specific idea of I want to get married have children have a classic six on the upper east side Mm -hmm. and all of these boxes she wants to check off and so for her to find that man for her to find this man who fits the bill um but then, obviously, as we all know, it turns out to not be exactly all she'd thought, right. even though it, it looks fit like the it. Bill. She was trying to fit the fill. That's right. Oh, very fill, good. fill, fill. So let's get to the plot. But my point is, she—it's important. This is the most important storyline for Charlotte because it was life changing. So life changing. All I'm saying is, I sat on an oven burner when I was two, and that was life changing. <laughs> Would I go back and do it again? <laughs> <laughs> This episode opens with a fantastic TV trope that I want to talk about for a second, (laughs) which is um, Carrie is laying in bed with Aiden, and she she has a nightmare, and she jolts out of bed from her nightmare. She doesn't have a nightmare. She says, not really, I don't know. It's not a nightmare. It's like a... She kind of shoots up Don't Wake Daddy style, and she doesn't lie. So she... (laughs) So she shoots up Don't Wake Daddy stuff. Is he gonna wake up? Don't wake daddy. 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 Is he gonna wake up? Don't wake da
a game where you try to sneak into the kitchen without waking Daddy. Land on a noise, it could be back to bed for you. No way, Daddy! From Parker Brothers. No this is way, like, Daddy! This is such a TV trope. Because yeah. I've never known anyone to shoot up out of their uh, belly. Like I've literally done that. I'm raising my hand right Girl, now. Girl, you got that core strength? Yes. Yes. Now it's only maybe because I've woken up a lot and had anxiety, but I've only I think I've only ever once or twice woken up literally gasping for air yeah. from like in anxiety. But I 100 percent have done that. Well, don't wake daddy, baby. Don't wake daddy. So, Carrie, but it is a TV trope. So Carrie, she waking up because she she got problem, y'all, and this is her problem. <laughs> her problem is that there is no problem. Yeah. Everything is going so, so swimmingly. They've been dating for three weeks. Let's yeah. all just take that in. Yeah. yeah. She's been three dating weeks. Aiden for three weeks. It has not been long. It's not been that long. It's no. really three weeks? Three maybe weeks. it's she like says, three weeks since they called Aiden it a for fish. three weeks. I wrote it down. Maybe it's maybe because it's been a fish for three weeks. Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm saying that, you know, because in, if you remember in the previous episode, hello, you're supposed to be a sex and sea expert. We got a GD podcast about it. Oh, um, in the In the prev app, they like go on a bunch of dates and he doesn't bone her. You're telling me that happens in like a day? No. Yeah, he, they don't no, bone but, them. But they've been, a, but that, but, but in that episode, they'd been dating for like 10 days before she was like, oh, I haven't slept with me yet. Yeah. So, at so you're best, telling me this happens like the nurse dur? No, I'm saying it happens through works later. Okay, that's what we're in agreement. Yeah. It's actually been like more than a month. Okay, it's been a little over a month. Yeah, okay. I don't think that's that big a difference. That's, really that's when you meet yes, the parents. That, thank you, that's my point. Yeah. I don't know. So I mean, sometimes you just know what's their names got engaged when they barely knew each other. They're divorced now. <laughs> Amy and Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, "Oh my god, um, you know, there Classic is no problem." Self sabotage where the problem is that there is nothing wrong with Aiden. And he's Smooth sailing. Right. The ladies. Right. She yeah. has this conversation with the ladies at brunch. I mean, it's just. Smooth sailing, nothing but calm seas and blue horizon as far as the eye can see. Do you know understand what I'm saying? Absolutely, there's not a cloud in sight. We we adore each other, we have fun together, we mesh. And this is a problem? No, it just well, it just it, it feels odd. You know, I'm I'm used to the uh, you know the hunt, and this is effortless. It's just it's freaking me out. I totally understand. You're not getting the stomach flip. Which is really just a fear of losing the guy. Maybe I'm just not used to being with someone who doesn't do the ever seductive withholding dance. Yeah, and uh, you know, she's like, it's so smooth sailing. And um, Miranda's going to piggyback on that in a minute, but let's not quite go there yet. So Samantha's like, oh my god, that's so boring. Are you dating a man or a minivan? (laughs) And everybody ignores her. (laughs) (laughs) That was a terrible Miranda impersonation. That was? Uh, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'll have it down by the end of this, I promise. Yeah. yeah. So, so, Carrie's like, you know, she and Aiden are going for a walk and Aiden's shirt is so big it's covering half of Manhattan. There are some real, real (laughs) legit 90s fashion. Some real, some real don'ts. I also want to, 2016 point out that um, you know in their conversation as they're walking down the street he says something like oh man that's so 70s and saying that's so 70s when they say it in the era of the show who said it when? 
Aiden says Aiden it. Aiden says something. Or, or does Carrie say it? Maybe, oh, she says it because he says... Go with, he says go with go the flow. Go with the flow. That's and she right. says that's too 70s for me. But that would be like us saying basically in a year or two, that's so 90s of you. Hey, yeah. That's the, that's the difference in time. Anywho. Wow, so um So... You know, they're walking down the street, shibbity bop bop, and Carrie's like, Why aren't you married yet? Yeah. And she and wants she's to get like, to the heart. Why are you cute? Stop being cute. I and hate she when guys says, are cute. Like, yeah. Warning, I get bitchy from time to time. Which yeah. I thought was interesting because she has like a. Because she's being kind of bitchy. She's I, having a yeah. self awareness. She is. About and it. I kind of feel like that's really basic of her because she's saying basically. Uh, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Which is such a bullshit quote and such a cop out for girls to act crazy as all fuck. Yeah. I M H O. I do think three weeks is too early to meet someone's parents. Yeah, and you know the question, the question does remain though that you know Aiden's parents were already coming to town. Yeah. So you know, they do were. you do you just? Do you know what? You I, 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 I agree with you, Matthew. I think in this situation, if you're Aiden and it's only been three weeks, you mention that the parents are coming in t- to town and it's like, I'll see you after. You know, well, like we'll catch up afterwards. Maybe it's, I mean, like, maybe, maybe I'm thinking of, you're right because they were already coming in town and maybe it would be like, oh, you're coming in town. I want you to, you know, meet this person that I've been spending some time with. As opposed to, my parents are coming in town to meet you, Carrie. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, there's definitely a difference there. So that's not too bad. Oh. So, okay, so they're having this conversation. She's like, why are you you single? What's wrong with you? Yeah, literally literally says that. And doesn't he say, what's wrong with you? Yeah, he's like, what's wrong with you, Pop? What are you doing? How you been? He is so patient. And actually, out of all the episodes with uh, Aiden, this is when I like him in the most because... He does what she asks. Yes. Yeah. You know, and he. he yes. I, 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 if I can say I like him in an episode, I like him in this. He episode. has He's a very great. Generous. Yes. With and he his has love. A, he has a patient. great line, which I love. And I think, you know, you, I think some might argue like, oh, this affair storyline and the way he acts kind of emasculates him a little bit. But I think there's one line that goes to show that the writers really made sure to show that he is not like a wimp and he, you know, didn't take this lying down or whatever, which is he says, um, uh, you know, um, I have my own life, Carrie, but I make time to put you in it. That's yeah. right. And I love that line because, you know, she says to him, you're too available. You're available all the time. And We're I'm so available, available to, to you. Other. And like, maybe we need to be away from each other to miss each other. And I just love his counter to that, which it's not, it's not mean. It's not biting. No, He's not trying to he prove anything her to her. Flawlessly. He just says, I have a life, but I was making room for you yeah. in it. And if you need if me you, to be less available, I'll back off. I'll back off. And I love that. I just, I I love how mature that is and how, um, you know, it puts them on such equal ground in a way that I feel like she was trying to get the upper hand or say like, you're too available to me. Like stop doting on me all the time. It's gross. Yeah. You know, and he just kind of like, he, he puts them back on equal ground, which I, which I really appreciate. So um, I also think it's interesting that this episode has parents in it, and we, and in the end, whether even though we don't meet them and directly see them, we kind of see them through a window. We see Aiden's parents, where I'm so surprised they're so old, but I guess that doesn't that makes complete sense. (laughs) Yeah, because we don't really, as we've said before on the on the show, that 
that we don't get parents. They kind of ignore the parents, which I like. I yeah. like that we don't yes. know that. The most that we really get is Miranda's mother when she, her yeah. mother passes away. Right, and we yes. don't ever see the mom, Can, even. No. I mean, S- S- Samantha st- never get the parents. Never. No. I think Kristen, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, I keep going. Uh, Charlotte, you know, you kind of see an actor that's stunt cast. Did as for her dad cast as her dad her down the aisle yeah but you never get any mention of Carrie's family you all the only mention is that her dad in season five it's mentioned that her dad left when her she was dad a baby. walked out yeah it's oh. in an episode that I guarantee you don't watch ever because there's a really weird storyline where an old man comes at her in his underwear in the Vogue, in Vogue. closet oh that's Vogue why idea. you don't watch it yeah, yeah I'm drunk yeah. at Vogue yeah I but like that yeah one but she lot. says her dad walked out right but that's all we ever hear about her parents yeah we don't we don't hear a whole lot about siblings either besides no besides we see charlotte's sis- dumb brother we see miranda's, miranda's sister at her miranda's mother's sister. funeral who's like yeah miranda you're wearing an ugly dress and that's lena right. dunham's mom on girls <gasps> she's such an excellent oh, right, actress yeah, right. she's of great course. you're right um so just to kind of talk through the rest of this carrie storyline so um well can i ask you guys a question yeah, of course. Yeah. But piggybacking on carrie's storyline um so she has this uh, um, voiceover uh, where she's writing about the stomach flip. Yeah. So how important is the stomach flip? The stomach flip, again, we're referencing that uneasiness in a relationship. Yeah, like that feeling of like um, adventure and excitement and uncertainty about whether the person likes you as much as you like them and the thrill of the chase you and know, the, the, as they put it, drama, but I don't like that word. I was thinking about this a lot. I, would, I, I could go both ways Because, with can I say, Matthew, you're in a relationship right yeah, now? Yeah, and part of the reason, and he's, he's, he's younger than I am, and part of the reason why... And I've said this to him, and I don't know if he took it the right way exactly, but there is drama. We have drama. There, It's it's dramatic. But I like that because mm-hmm. he cares about me. Do you know what I mean? And we care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we fought and we cry. And we've only been dating for a, sh- a short time. You know what I mean? And there's something that's attractive to me about that because... I could go on and on about this stuff, but like where I come from and growing up, like in the South or whatever, my favorite movie growing up was Harriet the Spy, and that movie made me want to be an actor because the parents fought, and you get Michelle Trachtenberg crying in the first 20 minutes because her nanny's leaving. And I remember thinking as a kid watching this film how dr- there was so much drama, there was dramatic stuff happening, and people were expressing themselves. And just the culture where I come from, we don't talk about anything. You just shove it down and you just pretend everything's okay. So there's something very attractive to fighting and breaking up to makeup kind it's of stuff. fiery. But I also agree with what Miranda says in the scene where we won, we have boyfriends, we won, we don't have boyfriends. So I can see it from both sides where it's like, part of me is like, you know, do I want to fight? Do I want to like, you know... No, you know what I mean? Like, but part of me is attracted to this is this is a generalization to younger guys because there is a sense of drama there usually, especially with the guy that I'm dating now. And that's one of the things I really, really like about him is because he's so emotionally available and gets gets jealous or gets upset or, you know, or, or wants to be with me all the time and gets upset when we're not and other things get in the way and there's something attractive about that because I know that they care and there's some kind of chase that's mm-hmm. happening with Yeah, them. there there's, yes, and I think that's better than the alternative. Alec? Um, I have a millennial theory. Yeah. <laughs> Tinder. Yeah. Um, fucking Christian Mingle. All of these. Yeah. <laughs> uh, FarmersOnly.com. FarmersOnly. Is that a real thing? 
Uh-huh. Wow. Um, Ashley Madison. Mm-hmm. That when you have the ability to swipe right. Yeah. And there's a lot of um, different stomach flips available to you easily that the notion of getting comfortable or um, things slowing down we live in an age where you don't have to experience that if you don't want to. Right, yeah. So, and and I have no judgment about that uh, or agenda with that. If you want to live in a perpetual stomach flip, yeah. I really think that you can now. Mm-hmm. So if you're on Tinder and you swipe right and you hang out with somebody and you've got the stomach flip and then one day, a la Carrie... You have the wake up, don't wake daddy in the middle of the night and you realize that you're moving into a different area of the relationship or maybe it's a little more comfortable or whatever it may be that you can swipe right again and then you can stomach flip. And if you like that feeling, if you're addicted to that feeling, you can relive it over and over again. I think a a different person from another generation or, or just a person who believes, I don't know, in the idea of a soulmate or whatever, might say that that is unhealthy or that the stomach flip, the addiction to the stomach flip, will never give you the chance to know, I don't know, some kind of well, like Miranda deeper love Steve or something. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But um, I just uh, for my own personal belief is whatever floats your bow. I mean, I, yeah. don't, I don't care. Yeah. But... Um, I do think now more than ever, if you want to live in that perpetual state, you can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us more about. Um, do we want to continue? Yeah. The so just line? to finish yeah. it off, it's basically over. But yeah. Um, Carrie, you know, she asks Aiden to be less available. She's not sure that she can meet the parents, and so Aiden's like, "Cool, baby doll, baby cake, butter pop, pop tart, piddle top, piddle dot." Where you been and who you been? Bup, 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 and you know what? <laughs> she. Uh, she realizes what makes her realize though. What's that big moment? I forget. Alec Wells. What? What's what is that it? big moment? Oh, oh, of course. My Thank you, honey. Gracious. She this and um, fucking Elephant Woman go to the opera. Aida. <laughs> and they do. Uh, oh, oh, I'm so glad you said Aida because there's a great line in the episode. It's the end of a scene. It's almost like the button of the scene where um, Carrie and Charlotte are at the opera and. Uh, the end of the scene is Carrie goes, "What are we seeing again?" And I just feel like that is such that is such a great characterization of Miss Bradshaw yes. because she's such she lives such a writer's life and such a flip life where she's invited to premieres and operas. It's like she's like, "Oh, you want to come to this opera? Okay, I'll let me find a dress." She doesn't even know where she's going. Yeah. She doesn't Versus even know me, what the you show have to like is. present me with human treats to get me to fucking go anywhere. Yeah, like you know, and she's just she's. So game she's so yeah. ggg she just shows up she i want to by the way i want to be more like that but yes. yes so um when she's at the opera she's looking through the binoculars and she sees big oh, she God. sees with talk Nijinsky. about a stomach flip. yeah matthew yeah. talk matthew hit me with that darren star line that that pun that he gave about seeing big Carrie says she felt like she saw the Phantom of the Opera. Perfect. It was, that's it. great. Yeah. Really great. And that drove remembering the tumultuous relationship that she had with Big. Yeah. Drove her to realize that maybe 
having a great guy who wants to introduce you to his parents, unlike Big, who would not do such a thing. No. She calls Aiden. He doesn't call back. She calls him again. She waits by the phone all day. She don't hear nothing. She ain't hear nothing. So she goes to the restaurant where she knows that yeah. they's going to be. And she's, she's kind of... She stays outside the restaurant at first and kind of motions for him to come outside, even though clearly his parents are inside with him. Yeah. Oh, my God. So batshit crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty nuts. Uh, listen, the Platts, Isabel and Leah, yeah. they get it. They get that she's being neurotic right <laughs> they now. They do. Mrs. They Platt, know. we're talking about the plot you right now, You okay? don't have an October Platt baby plot. like Leah Platt who doesn't she's she's a Scorpio she understands I think she's a Scorpio I'm yeah. a Scorpio in the end she meets his parents yeah. she goes inside and we don't we don't meet them but she yeah. shakes their hands and beats the rants and and Carrie grabs Aiden's face and she says you are a good man you, you know what it reminds me of it he reminds is. me of this is a I'm, I'm sure 10, 10% this is a 10% but uh, Aiden it reminds uh, Riley and Buffy because it's mm. like oh sure this is a Buffy mm-hmm. the Vampire Slayer reference but Riley's such a good guy and such a great guy and Buffy doesn't mm-hmm. exactly see it and then she loses him and doesn't you know like, devastating and I'm like wow watch this episode I'm like wow Carrie is to Carrie is to Aiden as Buffy is to Riley yes one hundred percent yeah well there's another interesting connection which is both Aiden and Riley worked for the Initiative. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's take some initiative. Yeah, uh-huh. let's take some V and yeah. talk about Samantha's story. Whoa, whoa, you of, guys, I have an erection and it hasn't gone away. What do I this do? This is kind of a, you know, a throwaway subplot, yeah. I feel it's like. It's very silly. Does this Viagra addiction continue or something, or is this the only episode? No. She, one other time, she takes ecstasy one time, but we've already seen no, we haven't seen that yet. That happens later. But no, I don't think we ever hear a mention of V again. I don't think. We are, of course, talking about... Alec, you've got to look on your face uh, like you Sorry, it's, it's so rock hard to remember. <laughs> um, I can see that. No, this By the is, way, put the some gra- pants on. The best on. thing about this subplot, though, is we get this shot of Kim Cattrall... From like the tits up, like above her tits though, where yeah. she's waving her arms in the air like she just don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> while she having that moon sex. Yeah, she yeah. the guy she's she's I love the voiceover where Carrie's like, actually none of us are really sure where she met him. Yeah. Uh, I love that flip uh description, but he's some doctor who pops a Viagra, he calls it yeah. V before they yeah. have sex, and she goes goes get, to the moon yeah. and then she decides the next time that she wants to try taking it. The end. Or no, that's the first time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh yeah. So I, th- she I thought takes the guest act I thought the guest actor when he was first on, he wasn't great, but he grew into the role. He says, he says to her, it sends you on a rocket trip right through your solar system. Yeah. That's so that, That's what it says on the back I of the know, package. I thought his performance is kind of stiff. <laughs> <laughs> so that's basically it. There's, that's there's, really it. Yeah, there's that's not much else it. to talk it's about. It's great. It's it's really something. Um, do you guys want to talk about Charlotte or Miranda? Miranda, let's talk about skid marks. You guys, I, there's something that we've never really talked too much about on this podcast, and it's feces. Duty. <laughs> when it's I duty. we were watching this episode, and I turned to Cat and I said, "Is this the episode that I think it is?" <laughs> 
And Kat was like, I don't know, is it? And I was like, skid marks? Like, "Uh uh-huh. It sure is. So, you know, I I couldn't remember before this episode. um, I thought Steve was living with Miranda, but I guess he's living on Skid Row. (laughs) (laughs) So, in this... I love them, though. They're so cute. Oh, they're the best. The breakdown of their evening where it's like they just, like, eat enchiladas, like, out of, like, the fucking... Is that your favorite night ever? It's lasagna, by the way. I wrote down who baked that lasagna. He said, I got the leftover lasagna. Yeah. (laughs) Well, basically, what we're... Just to preface, at that same coffee shop conversation where Charlotte is talking about her trying to find a husband and Carrie's talking about no uh, no waves and smooth sailing. Uh, Miranda says, I kind of love that. Steve's really predictable and it's very comfortable. And my favorite thing to do on a Saturday night is to do his laundry. Yeah. And you know, there, there's something really attractive about that too. Yes. Yeah. Says the guy who's like, I need drama to get by. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, Look, there's a time there. there uh, there's a time for laundry. There's a time for everything. Yeah. And um, that you know, I think that the beauty of life is we go through all kinds of phases, and just because we've hit a comfortable phase doesn't mean that we have to always be resigned. That you know, our life is yeah. whatever we make it. And By I, the way, I love Miranda reveling in a moment in time yes. where she's really comfortable, like getting a phone call from her friend and like watching her boyfriend sleep and having like no frills sex, a really great orgasm and then watching Frontline and yeah. clipping yeah. her nails. Like there is beauty in that yeah. too. I also, I, I just had this revelation, which is I hate that, you know, having a comfortable night in like they had that a lot of people associate that getting comfortable with getting old. Like, oh, that's such an old thing to do. Yeah. But I think that's total bullshit because when we were like four, we loved pillow forts. Yeah. And we loved like sleepovers. And yeah. when we were in college, we loved sleeping till 1 p.m. And yeah. what's the fucking difference? Well, it's just about like chilling out. They don't make a reference to old, but they no. just say it's like an erupt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I challenge you listeners to watch this episode again if you, if you haven't already. And really, even though Cynthia Nixon doesn't have a ton to do this episode. Really watch her performance in this episode. Mm. Yeah. Because there's three there's three moments that stand out to me that are so very great. And one of them is, you know, so basically they, they set up this night where it's like Stephen Miranda, perfect night, eight minutes of sex, twelve minutes of front line, no frills sex. If you and then she finds, you know, underwear with like, you know, strangely green skid mar- skid marks. Yeah. <laughs> the first the first moment I want to talk about is uh, Cynthia Nixon literally ejecting this underwear from her hand. Yes. Just her reaction to it is so genius. I need, yes. like, I just need a loop of that moment. Second, the walk and talk with she and SJP where she's eating a bag of carrots. Yes. And, and she is so natural and so great in that scene. And I I would bet that it was her idea to have that bag of carrots to give herself something to do. She's yeah. Miranda's always eating food. And it's always yes. a thing. And I think Cynthia Nixon latched Smart. on to that. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's not It's not just business for her to do. Right. It's a part of the moment yes. in time. Yeah. And it's so natural. And the third moment is when Carrie calls her at 3 a.m. or whatever oh, to yeah. talk to her about seeing Big at the opera. And you just get, it's so small, but you get it all in the moment of, Miranda wakes up and you know, doesn't want to be talking at three in the morning, but she knows she's going to anyway, and she actually doesn't mind it. Yes, you know yeah. she engages. And and there's just it's just that tiny chunk of Miranda in this episode, but for me it resonates so much because it's a testament to Cynthia Nixon. Yes, it is. Um, I, it's I feel like at first um there there's something that like I when I was reading criticism of this episode, 
people were saying that the the laundry storyline was was strangely um, like anti progressive for women because they saw laundry as a woman's duty. <laughs> but I don't think but? because Miranda's doing it and she enjoys it, she's not getting the shit into the stick. <laughs> Uh-huh, yeah. Um, uh, on a serious <laughs> note, um, you know, it is interesting when you think about what we know, uh, what we know of, of Miranda and how, like, she tends to be kind of immovable and stubborn. But in this episode, I feel like she's so committed to ex- being very accepting of the people in her life. Yes. So, like, even though Steve... Um, even though, to wrap up her storyline, even though she discovers some skid marks, he comes up behind her while she's doing laundry, um, and, they like, they, they, they decide to fuck on that, on that tumble dry yes. cycle or whatever, yes. and, uh, and Carrie calls her in the middle of the night, and she's like, what's up? Yeah. And, you know, I think it's a really nice example of Miranda being, like, she's very compassionate and loves, yes, loves her does. friends so much, and she it's does. one of the reasons we love her so much. Right? Um... When they fucked on the laundry, do you think he hit her where she duty at? <laughs> <laughs> well, he definitely hit her where he duty at. <laughs> I wanted you to know that 30 seconds ago, Matthew and I shared no. some eye contact where it's like, you saw that I, I saw had something. Going with something funny. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I didn't have this look like you just wait. You're, I know you're going to say it pretty soon. Though, and I know that you know that I know. <laughs> I love you seeing his gears turn. Uh, um, Alec, do you want to set us up for Charlotte's storyline, yeah. please? Um, so Charlotte, uh, you this know. Is Charlotte at her craziest for me, you guys. Yeah. I almost can't. She is insane in this episode. Yeah. This, this I feel like this uh, storyline almost tips beyond believability yeah. in, can, in her I character. I can see Kristen Davis getting this script and be like, oh, I have to do this. Yeah. So essentially what happens is uh, at the diner, when we first see all four ladies together, she brings this book that had some funny name that I can't remember now. Yeah. But it basically, it's it's the, the thesis of the book some dumb is book that she's reading this week. treating yeah. getting a marriage or getting a husband like you would treat running a business. So, Which I don't totally disagree with. One of the chapters is getting ahead by giving head, <laughs> if that gives you any it's idea very silly. of how like critically acclaimed this book is but um you don't know i don't believe this now we're dumping guys for being too available this is all solid proof of what i've been reading in this great new book it says that if you really want to get married you shouldn't be spending so much time around dysfunctional single women marriage incorporated how to apply successful business strategies to finding a husband chapter one how to get ahead by giving head Fine, make fun. But it's a very smart book. It encourages professional women to approach finding a mate with the same kind of dedication and organization that they bring to their careers. Yeah, I'm more a student of chaos theory. Anyway, if you don't see as much of me, it's because I'll be spending more time with my married friends. And how will this help you meet your mate? Well, 
Bachelor friends of married men are this city's greatest untapped resource, but the only way to meet them is through the husbands. So that's my first assignment, befriend the husbands. It's my new full-time job. Essentially, one of the one of the chapters of the book says, stop hanging out with your dysfunctional single friends and start hanging out with your married friends because they- Burn, feel the she burn. she straight up says that. Yeah. She's like, I gotta stop hanging out with you guys. Yeah, she, Sorry, she looks them in the eye. Sorry, you don't see too much eye, of me. As though uh, she doesn't know it's my Rude. better friend, <laughs> married friends. Yeah, Stupid. I was thinking you guys are my only married friends. Yeah, yeah, the only ones. Yeah, and you only hang out with us. That's right. So. Yeah, dysfunctional single friends. Where'd you go? <laughs> um. So. So she decides she's gonna befriend the husbands of the married couples because she because the the because the husbands have bachelor friends. Yeah. Who she can, who are an untapped resource. So she, she goes can, out to eat with. Amy and Dennis. Yeah, her really close friends that we've literally never heard of uh-huh. before on this show. And she tells them the big news that she's decided she's getting married this year. And they react appropriately awkwardly when she reveals. But you know what? Reveals, you gotta actually give her snaps because she does end up getting married this year. That's she true. She really does. You are she absolutely announces it. Right. And by the way, need I remind all of you that in the very first episode of this season... Where there's smoke, That's dot, dot, right. dot. Charlotte gets very drunk on Staten, Staten Island, Island iced teas yep. and knows. says that she's uh, getting, she's determined to get married this year. And then she's drunk on the ferry yelling, I'm getting married this year. So they knew what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. So she badgers Amy and Dennis. Who's like, who are your cute friends? Literally pen and pad. She pulls out yeah. her giant planner and so she's like, oh, look. Dennis, I'm going to the opera. For some reason, I think Dennis is really cute. Yeah, yeah sure. He's kind of cute. Listen, I think in some ways, I think cute. you're just kind of like desensitized to like, or you don't understand what cute is anymore because of the like level of like guest stars on the show. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah like, it's a low, it's a low bar. I sure yeah. think they're as ugly as everyone else seems to think they are, though. I think I just, just think the like, way they talk about them, they should be cuter than they are. Yeah. So anyway, so it's like Amy and Dennis, and she's like, "Who are your?" Larry's like, "Who are your cute bachelor friends?" And Dennis can't think of anyone. And Amy's kind of like Phil, and then Phil. Charlotte just decides Phil. Yeah. All she hears is he's cute, and that's a and nice she guy. goes full psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. It like and it escalates in kind of funny way, and I think it could be like a humorous sketch, but eventually what happens is Dennis has the hots for Charlotte. He can't stop thinking about her. You know what? He's not going to hook her up with Phil because that's going to create a problem for him. Because he's in love with Charlotte. And she is not going to be the card of fucking start his ignition She whops him right across the face. And he likes it. He yeah. likes it. And she gets a little crazy when she's making that those calls. She needs a Star 67 that shit. Well, she, yeah, she needs to pull a Stephen Avery and Star 67 his ass. Yeah, making a she murderer. She has tickets to the opera and just decides that Phil's going with her and literally yeah. badgers Dennis, leaving him wild voicemails. Charlotte York. He can reach me at home or at work, and it's very important that he call me immediately because I have tickets to the opera on Saturday. And, well, never mind, just... Have him call me. Well, can you tell Dennis that Charlotte York called? Yes. Yes, he'll know what it's regarding. It's regarding my future husband, Phil. Okay? Thank you. Well, obviously you have some good reason for trying to keep Phil and I apart. I can't imagine what it is, but I will tell you that this is Phil's loss and not mine. And don't bother returning this call either. Well... 
here I am at the opera, which I planned on going to with Phil, who I guess you've decided I'm not good enough for. Which, of one thing Sex and City is good at, it's good at leaving terrible voicemails and get <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Carrie does in the Agony Carrie and the Ecstasy. Did it to, she also, four. Carrie did it in this one too. Well, not, not as bad as in the Agony and the Ecstasy. But in this one, she's like, I just called to say hi. So, yeah. hi. Yeah, yeah, they're all and, good at that. Um, so, uh, what ends up happening is she slaps... Dennis across the face when she realizes his true intention of trying to cheat on Amy with it's her. It's pretty funny. She runs out into the road. She trips and falls in the middle of the street. She doesn't seem embarrassed at all. I would crawl uh, into a manhole and cover myself up forever. Stay there for the rest of your life. I was alive. I'd still be embarrassed. Cat's very that, prideful. I'm very prideful. So embarrassment would overshadow thankfulness. I was alive. One hundred percent. So you know. Trey McDougal, Kyle yeah. McLaughlin, weird twisted sense of humor, comes out of the cab and helps yep. her up. And uh, what does Carrie say? Like, and and that's how Charlotte met her new leading man. That's right. Yep. And if I'm correct me if I'm mistaken, but from here on out, they get married so quickly, very yes. quickly. In fact, well, my my gears were turning as I was watching this because I realized that um, Charlotte is having a conversation with Carrie about how Carrie is the other woman while they're packing up Charlotte's apartment so that she can move in with Trey because she's getting married. Yeah. And so Charlotte's like, what if that were me? I'm about to be a wife, you know? And and so Carrie, in the time, like the next episode we see, I think is, uh, is it the big time? I don't think so. Uh, well, look at it this way. Aside from meeting Trey at the, like, asshole's end of this episode, this episode is so fucking fluffy it could be a cloud nothing happens <laughs> if this episode disappeared off the face of the earth no. nothing would change i think change. the carrie storyline is important i mean the miranda storyline little... is fun for us just as an indulgent th- trio of people who enjoy cynthia nixon Samantha and nimbus yes, yes. <laughs> to completely just blow yeah. a blow with your mouth and it goes yeah. away but i think the carrie aiden storyline is important as it as it sets up. Yeah, I agree. I agree it's stuff. important too because I feel like the trope of Sex and City at this point of the series, um, a lot a lot of this in season two, and it'll peter out with this stuff because the relationships get more serious. It's that this week so-and-so's dating this guy and here's what's wrong with him and there's that mm-hmm. one thing that's wrong with everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, like he has to watch porn when we have sex. He, you know, slaps, he calls me all dirty whore or his penis is too small or like mm-hmm. whatever it is. And it is. turns into prenuptial agreements. Yeah, so it's like this episode we address like what's the thing that's wrong with Aiden? You know, because every I feel like every guy that mm-hmm. disappears has their fatal flaw. Yeah, but this establishes a oh, wait. Aiden doesn't have one. That's <sighs> true. Well, yeah. you guys can just go fuck your own faces if you don't agree with me, <laughs> Matthew. I take it back. As always, it was such a pleasure oh, having my you thing on. To do. Beyond, let me rhapsodize. And um. You guys should be listening to um, Welcome to Deadcast, which is Matthew and Daniel's Goosebumps <laughs> podcast. Listen, I'm the serious about this. The is a little different because it's, it's a 90s it's a different kids ch- book series. It is. But. However, um, uh, Matthew and Daniel, as you know if you listen to this podcast, are both in their own very different ways, incredibly entertaining, smart, and, and fun yes. uh, people to listen to on a podcast. If you have not if you're not familiar with super familiar with Goosebumps, if you've only if you're only a casual like if you're like me and you've read probably two dozen Goosebumps books and you have not read all of them, you haven't seen all the TV episodes, it doesn't matter. It's so entertaining that I have cried laughing. Just go listen to it. Listen, Welcome to Deadcast. Isabel, Leah, 
Mrs. Platt, Bryce Jean, Lee Bryce Lee Wynn, Bryce, Mandy Heaps. You guys Neely all go Kins. over to Welcome to Deadcast right now. Listen, rate them on iTunes. Sweet. Rate and comment. And it's not that hard. It doesn't take too long. Um, check us out on Instagram. I'm Alec Kwise on love, Twitter. I love Carry On Podcast Instagram. Yeah, you should follow us on Instagram. Uh, so I'm trying to post more often, but um, follow us on Instagram at Carry On Podcast. To find us on Facebook. I'm uh, often posting things that I find on those Google alerts. Um, yeah. Just the goings on of the women now um, that I think are really fun. And I also just as a, on a personal note. I've lately been going back and reading some of Candace Bushnell's columns. Oh, wow. And if you've never done so, I recommend doing that because it gives you sort of an idea of why they would have optioned this into a TV show to begin with. It's very, her columns are very good and very interesting and very fun and very 90s. The one I listened to, or the one I I read was, um, one of the ones I read, she went to a sex club, like a secret sex club in Manhattan. Um and just like go go read stuff. I mean, she's literally writes about Mr. Big. Wow. Um, it's it's fascinating. Um, okay. Matthew, what's your Snapchat? What's your Twitter? What's your Insta? My Snapchat is it's MSM bitch. Mm-hmm. My Twitter is irobot you Jane, which is a Buffy reference. Instagram is Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery. Brilliant. Um, It's been so fun, you guys. And until next time, carry carry on. on.